As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome to your wellness journey with Marla Barr. Marla dives into your wellness from every angle, discussing food, yoga, meditation, emotional healing, and relationships. If it can play a role in your wellness journey, she will cover it here. Now, here is Marla. So recently I've done something about a month ago that has really changed the way that I have been going through this whole pandemic self-quarantine business and has really helped me at a time where, oh, I have needed it just to feel like I am moving and doing something or I'm not getting out, I'm not getting to the gym, I'm not getting to the yoga studio. And motivation has been feeling blah on most days. And today I wanted to kind of take you through that journey and what it's been like and how I found it. And of course, I'm talking about the Climb Mount Everest from home challenge. I know if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen a whole bunch of videos or pictures I've been posting of me just totally out of breath, totally sweating like mad. And how I found it and what it is doing to me or bringing to me during this really interesting time for us. So let's dive in. Let's learn about how you can climb Mount Everest from the comfort of your home. So hello, I hope you are doing well. And this message finds you so, so well right now. Gosh, we have now been, I've lost count. I don't even really know. I think we're at around day 65 in self-isolation. I think, gosh, I've been out of the house maybe mm, seven times now. That's about it. And uh, yeah, starting to, I don't know, turn kind of a corner in this. I'm not going to say it's a better corner. It's just kind of where we are right now. And funny how this goes up and down and up and down. But I wanted to kind of, or actually, you want to know what, before we dive into it, I do have to apologize. It's the Canadian in me. I just had a little bird bonk into my office window and I'm kind of uh, out of the corner of my eye just watching him. So from time to time, I'm just going to stop this recording and check on the little babe, make sure he's doing all right there. Gosh, I don't know about you guys, but we have birds that bonk into our windows this time of year. It drives us nuts. I've got the kids to make all these art projects and put them up in the windows, not because I need more art projects, just because I want to protect these little ones. Last year, we lost one bird all spring, and it was still just so traumatic. And this year, we lost one already. So we're on baby bunny watch here. We're on songbird watch here. And uh, yeah, so I'll be going back and forth to check on this little baby outside my window, make sure she's doing okay. But let's get to today's show. So oh, I don't know about this is going back, and I was looking at my notes, about the 12th of April. We had been in quarantine, self-isolation for a full month at that point. And it, the first month, it was scary. We're getting all these reports, listening to the news every night, your ups and downs and a million crazy things going on. You know, am I ever going to 
be able to eat bananas again. Our bananas are going to be in the store, you know, and we we're in this toilet paper craziness. Where are we getting toilet paper? And I think all of our health kind of took a little bit of a nosedive. I know mine certainly did. I went to some like comfort food every day for the kids. We'd take a little recess break and we would make scones from scratch. Now I'm not a, um, I'm not a baker by any means, but I can toss a couple things in a bowl, mix it up, toss it on a pan, and we'll call them scones and make them different every day. I love scones. I have a thing for scones. I'm not into like super sweet cookies or cakes or muffins, but ooh, I like myself a scone. So we're having scones every single day, and I'd have two and three. They're fresh out of the oven. And after a month of having two or three scones that I normally wouldn't have and just being so stagnant because we are all told we need to feel stagnant, I was not feeling awesome. And then one day I just had to go downstairs and I went downstairs and I came up and I realized, oh shoot, I forgot something downstairs. So I went up and down the stairs twice. And I realized when I got to the top of the stairs the second time that I was kind of winded. I had only gone up and down my flight of stairs twice and I was winded. And I was like, hold the phone. I was like, this coronavirus can take a ton of things from us. It is not taking away my strength. It's not taking away my endurance, my stamina, all the stuff I've worked so hard for. And I was like, no, no, I'm not doing this. No, I'm not going out for a run. At that point, it was still freezing cold here in Winnipeg. I wasn't going outside anyway. But I'm like, how can I do this? We don't have any like elliptical machines or any of that kind of business here. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm, going to do this. I'm going to figure this out. So of course, do what we always do. You go online and you start Googling things and try to find things. What can I do? What can I do at home to really test my endurance? And I came across this gentleman who did this climb Mount Everest from home challenge. And it's different than what I'm doing, but it just planted this seed of something that I could start doing today in the comfort of my home. I didn't even need gym shoes. I didn't need nothing. I just had to get going. So I read up and I saw a couple pictures. And the one picture that really caught my eye was this one guy. And I suppose he was training for a climbing Mount Everest. And he was just going up and down his stairs. And his lovely partner in crime took a picture of him. And he had this like full on backpack. And it said that he was carrying 80 pounds of weight, just getting ready to climb Mount Everest. And I was like, okay, I probably do not think that I'll be putting any weight on my back to do this. But you want to know what? I could, I could climb my stairs. What, what, what does this mean? What, like how many times do I have to climb my stairs? How, what is the distance from the ground to base camp one to base camp two? What's really into this? So I looked into it and of course there wasn't really much information. So I was like, oh, I can figure this out. So I started going through what is the distance up a flight of stairs and what is the distance to base camp one, which is just over 2,400 uh, meters and elevation change and how can I get there? And how can I work and chip away at this? So I did, figured out this whole thing. I have an Excel spreadsheet. And if you want to see my sheet that I followed for the past mm, 
month, month and a half now. I have it posted in the show notes here. So you can just copy mine, download it and start using it for yourself. So I was like, you want to know what? This is something I can do. I can just walk up and down my flights of stairs and see how long I can really do this. This is the issue. I've lost some endurance. I've lost some strength during this month where we're all just sitting on our couch and walking around our house and looking at each other. I'm going to do this. So day one, wasn't wearing any shoes, just had my yoga pants on, put on a show or I'll put on a song on my phone. And I was like, no, we're doing this. And I got to flight five, went up and down my stairs from the ground floor to the second floor five times. And I'm like, yeah, this is nuts. This is crazy. Who would do this? This is going to take me forever but I did it. I did five flights of stairs. And I don't know the last time that I climbed up and down five flights of stairs in, you know, a minute and a half. And I was like, okay. So then I let it sit for a day. And I was like, do I really want to try this? And I was like, you know what, I can do this. Nothing's standing in my way at any point. I can stop. If I'm going out for a run and after 10 minutes, I'm like, no, I'm done running. Guess what? You're still 10 minutes away from home. You still got to get home. We're here. I'm going up and down my stairs. Anytime I decide, nope, I'm done. It is over. I just stop. I'm finished right there. So I was like, you want to know what? I'm going to give this another try. I'm really going to work to this. I'm really going to commit to this and just see give myself a month. What else am I doing other than homeschool and the kiddo is here? Let's try this. So over the past, gosh, it's been a good five weeks now. I wake up and starting at about seven o'clock, I start walking up and down the flights of the stairs. And first it was, you know, day one, it was five flights and day two, it was 10. And I tried to slowly get to 20. And eventually after the course of about three weeks, I got to 108. That was my goal to get to 108 flights of stairs every day. And basically, well, I, I kind of have a math brain. So 108 is kind of a significant math number to lots of people. And so I was like, that's the number I'm going to get to. I can do this. I can knock this out of the park. And it means that I'm climbing upstairs for 30 solid minutes. Now, the first time I did this, I you are sweating from head to toe in a way you have never been sweating before. I just and it was funny. I'm walking up and downstairs. That's all I'm doing. There was not a pore on my body that wasn't sweating. It was just so absolutely therapeutic. Got it done. I could have a shower afterwards and I'm done and I feel good. I've accomplished something. So I log it into my little Excel spreadsheet and I can see ooh, along the way, yeah, I'm working towards my climbing out Mount Everest. And a couple days ago, I actually would have got to base camp one. So, um, so that was a good little, so now I'm on the trek to base camp number two. It's lots of fun, but it's nice to have kind of a little, something in my back pocket that I can continually work on and it has become part of my routine, part of my, hey, we are in quarantine, we are still self-isolating, I still want to feel like I'm getting things moving, still want to feel like I am getting a good workout even though I am at home and not necessarily motivated. And just me being at home with the kids all day long homeschooling and not too sure about you, with, but with me, 
since my kids are so little and I'm doing homeschooling with them, I have to be fully there and like sitting next to them and doing all of this with them. It's not there in an age where I can just say, hey, here's the computer, go do your class. So um, as soon as we start homeschooling, it's like eight full hours in, we're doing this. So I don't really have a lot of time to myself during the day. But what this means is in the morning, my hubby, he like takes care of the kids, does breakfast. He's like, this is mama's time of the day to work out. So I go, I do these, ah, in all honesty, uh, like 108 flights of stairs. It probably takes me more around 33 minutes, 34 minutes, a little bit more than that, but that's okay. I know for sure, for sure that I'm heading over my 30 minutes a day of having vigorous physical activity. But at any point, I know I can stop. And I know what's kind of happened that was a huge Gosh, I didn't even expect it to happen. As I'm counting these flights, you know, I put on some music and I'm listening to my favorite tunes and the time goes by actually pretty quick. I must say that there are times, I know the other day I was at flight maybe 30 and I was like, this is ridiculous. This is silly. I am not even going to make it to 35. And I kept thinking that. And I thought it, and I thought that for 10 flights, and then I thought that for 20 more flights, and then I realized I'm on flight 60. I've been kind of saying to myself, this is crazy, I'm not even going to last till flight number 35, but I keep on going. And it is just so amazing to think the things that kind of go on in my mind, and I have time to like think about things and process things. And then it turned Part of it turned as I'm going and I'm counting every single flight that goes up and down. It gets a little emotional. So I am a huge, huge proponent on crying. And I'll also put the link into this, the show notes here to my episode on crying and why it is so important. And I've spoke up about it before, how I was a terrible crier when I was young and in my teens and 20s and even into the first part of my 30s where I hardly ever cried. I didn't cry. I didn't, you know, I'm this strong woman, hear my roar. I, I don't, I don't cry. That's, that's, that shows weakness where I totally did not understand the science behind what crying actually means, what it provides us and how important it is in our regular self-care routine. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So I make sure as soon as I finish that 108 flights, I go into the bathroom, I lay down on my bath mat and... I give myself five solid minutes to cry. It is a scheduled cry session where whatever I'm feeling, joy or sadness or happiness, or I don't care what, whatever is right under my skin and wanting to get out, 
I allow myself, I put on one song, I know it's five minutes long, and for five minutes I cry, and I swear, it is my favorite five minutes of the entire day. I feel so much better afterwards, and it's just like getting rid of whatever I was thinking earlier that wasn't eh, necessarily that good, getting rid of what yesterday, getting just starting on a fresh foot, if anything that was upsetting me, that was bothering me, like I know we just had Mother's Day a couple days ago here, and you know, this is the time where I start thinking about my mom and cancer and pancreatic cancer and her passing and a whole bunch of things, just little things come up and it just makes me sad. So I give myself this opportunity every single day. I know as soon as I finish this walk, I get to cry five minutes and it's like my body now craves it and looks forward to it. So the last 20, 30 flights of stairs, I can already feel myself getting so emotional, which is wonderful because I have fought and worked so hard to really bring my emotions to the surface because I know how therapeutic and important it is for, you know, how many of us for our entire lives, we push our emotions away. No, no, we're not supposed to feel that. We're not supposed to be like that. Just act one way, just behave one way, where now it's just like, oh, we know the opposite is true. And we have to let those those feelings, every last little one, they're just telling us something. They're giving us a piece of information and helping us make a decision as to what our next move should be. They're helping us. But it took me oh, many, many years to kind of figure that guy out. So now as I'm nearing the end of my flights every single day, it's kind of funny. I have certain numbers, certain flights that mean something to me. So say a flight 58, that's when my mom was diagnosed with cancer. 59 was, and I'm probably going to get a little emotional. Um, You want to know what? Let me just pause here for a teeny tiny sec. I just want to check on that little birdie outside my window. I will be right, right back. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Sorry about that. She's good. She flew away. She's fine. I'm checking on birds all the time here. It's crazy. So 58 is always, it's this emotional. I like, I picture my mom on the flight of stairs with me, giving me a high five. And with each flight, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever done like a 5k or 10k half marathon, full marathon. But as you are Going through each mile, and I've never done a marathon, but I've done a handful of half marathons. I'm probably like the slowest ones there. I don't care. My husband's a runner. He signed up for all these races when we were in San Diego. And I was like, "Eh, sure, I'll go along. I'll try. I'll be like the slowest person there. And the little side thing, I loved doing half marathons because I would be at the back of the boat with all these people that you could tell it was their very first time that they'd done a half marathon. I'd help them. I'd pick them up off the side of the road. I'd learn about their story. You can do it. And we'd and I'd have like a best friend for three miles and I'd help them cross the finish line. Oh, I made the best friends running half marathons. I loved it. But running is not something that comes naturally to me. It is not something I love other than chatting with a whole bunch of people along it. But I look at this climbing Mount Everest from home, this scaling these 108 flights every single day, kind of like 
the half marathons I used to do where, you know, at mile 12, people are cheering you on at mile 13, at mile whatever. And I honestly see my mom at at mile 58 when she was diagnosed with cancer and mile 59 when, or flight 59 when she passed away. I, I can honestly feel her and I just, I feel, or I envision her kind of stepping away and other people still cheering me on in this flight thing. And, you know, just this past summer, my dad passed away of a stroke. So when we get to mile 73, I'm thinking about it and I'm seeing him and I'm giving him like little thoughts. And it's so amazing that I get to spend a little tiny piece of my morning. It's these 30 minutes where I'm sweating like crazy. It's these 30 minutes where I get to pay tribute to my mom and send her love and send my dad love and my grandmother who passed away and certain numbers just mean something. And by the end of it, once in a while, I stop and I take a little video for you guys and I post it on Instagram. But for the most part, I just head right into the bathroom, put this song on that always makes me cry any which way. And I give myself those beautiful five minutes to release anything, anything, anything that I was feeling, I was thinking. And I cannot tell you, now that I have got into this routine of every day I cry, it's only five minutes, but every day, I would not skip that five minutes for anything. I would do that over a pedicure, a manicure, a massage, a whatever. It is the most important therapeutic part of my entire day. So one of the things that I have really learned and taken away from this whole situation is, you know, gosh, we've been doing this for over two months now in isolation. And even when they start to lift things, boy, it's going to take a long time for us to feel well, whatever normal is, you know, think about just what we used to do a few months ago and going out for dinners and out to the movie theater and out to all these things. It is going to take us so much time to get back to whatever this is, our new normal. And to have something, this climb every day, 30 minutes, sweating like I have never sweated before. And I should say my thighs, everything from, I would say, my toes to my waist. I can tell every day I am getting stronger. I am stronger than I was before I entered this whole self-isolation thing. It wasn't like that after month one. After month one, I was like one with scones and that was about it. But now that we're two, two and a half months in, I feel stronger. My endurance is way more than it was six months ago, a year ago. And it's because I just committed to this. So if you want to get started. Well, the first thing, check out the little spreadsheet that I put together. So this is the one that I keep track over every single day. Well, I don't really cheat. I only update it about once a month, but I keep track on my phone of how long it takes me to complete 108 flights. And I should say, I have never been fast at anything when it comes to physical activity. I am like slow, slow, slow. My husband's the one that's like total speed demon. So I am not fast. I'm not trying to break any record. I'm not trying to race up and down these stairs. I'm just trying to make it to 30 minutes. That is my only goal here. So I time it, make sure I got to my 30 minutes, do a little screenshot. And then once a week, I come to my Excel spreadsheet, I update it, and I can see, oh, look at this. I'm getting close to base camp one. Okay, I'm on to base camp two. And it's just this internal 
goal and drive. I think when I get to like the top of Mount Everest, when I've scaled up all of those meters, climbing up and down my stairs, I think I should have a, I don't know, really nice smoothie or something. I don't know. I'll treat myself to something amazing that day. So if you want to get started, yeah, go into the show notes and you can see the Excel spreadsheet that I put together to help me figure out where I am. And I left a blank page on there too, so you can start today filling out your own information there and how you're doing. Even if you're walking up one flight of stairs a day, two flights of stairs a day, or maybe you don't even have any stairs in your condo, in your apartment, and you're like, I can't do this. Well, what can we do? What can you do? You know, I know that so much of what has happened during this self-isolation is about what we cannot do. This is about looking around our house and saying, what can I do? What can I do here to get my sweat on, to work on my balance, work on my flexibility, work on my endurance? There's something. There's something that I can do here in my home that I can work towards being stronger and being more balanced and just, gosh, I can't even tell you what this has given me, just that I can do this from home. It's so empowering in a time where I think we all feel to a degree powerless. So so much is happening around us that we have no control over, regardless if it's having to do with your career or your health or what's available at the grocery store. This is something that I am totally, totally in control of. I can find a flight of stairs. I can walk up and down them. I can time them. That's it. That's all I need. Am I wearing shoes when I'm doing it? Nope. Am I wearing any fancy outfit? Nope. Did I brush my hair? Nope. Don't need anything. I just need me and some a flight of stairs and I am good to go. Another thing that I love about this, a couple days ago when I was doing this, I noticed that mm, around flight 95, my left knee was bugging me. And I was like, ooh, my knee doesn't bug me. This is kind of weird. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to get to flight 95. I'll go really slow. I really want to pay attention to what's happening in my body. What's my body telling me right now? And so I did a couple more flights and it was like, "Mm, yeah, this is kind of bugging me a bit. So I stopped. I got to flight number 95 and I stopped. And just loving that it doesn't matter where what you're doing, you can stop at any point. So going back to how you can begin this. So yeah, there, I have that great little resource in the show notes. Please do feel free to take that. And then the second thing is when you get started, you don't have to, your goal doesn't have to be to hit 108 flights of stairs. Like you don't have to get there. Maybe your goal is to get to five and that's it. And you're going to do, I'll do two flights of stairs and that's about it. And then maybe you're like, okay, I'm going to hit five. Let's see if I can hit five flights of stairs. All right, I can hit five flights of stairs. Wait a minute, can I hit five flights of stairs twice a day? I'll do once in the morning, once at night. What can you do and how can you fit it best into your schedule? And I think that was another thing, just with all of our schedules, just like crazy big snow globe. It's like it was tossed upside down and all of our schedules are different than what they were a few months ago. But this is something that I'm like, okay, I can fit this into my schedule. I can give myself this time in the morning before my husband has to get to his job, before I can actually get some time in here for me. So many of us, especially if you're working from home and with the kids or homeschooling them, finding these tiny little glimmers of 
minutes for yourself can be so hard. And I find I I have great intentions where like, oh yeah, once the kids get to sleep, I'm going to do blah, 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 800 million things. Do I get around to it? No, I'm exhausted. I am absolutely spent come the end of the day. This podcast is an exact example of this. Normally I tape my podcasts on Monday nights and if I'm running late, I do it on Tuesday nights. Well, this week I was like, oh my gosh, I am so tired. I don't have, I don't have any energy left. I'd be, I'd be sitting here with you and going, this is what I'd be doing. Hi guys, how you doing? And I'd be like totally monotone. I'm like, no way. So this is now Wednesday. And I put a, put a show on for the kiddos downstairs so I can get this ready for you guys for tomorrow. But oh my goodness, I can't do things at night. We have like our energy is gone, gone, gonzo with this whole kid thing. So, oh, it, it just is something that I can do for myself. And it is something that I see in a lot of, I get so many messages about, oh, how did you do that? And you inspired me to do this. And here's a picture of me and my husband. I did it. So then he had to do it. And now we're into doing this a couple times a week. And it's just a great thing to see how it doesn't matter what goes on. It doesn't matter how crazy planet Earth is out there. It does not have to impact your stamina, your strength, your endurance. That's something that we can still retain. It doesn't matter if we live in a 400 square foot bachelor apartment. We can still do this for ourselves and how important it is to give ourselves that time. I know I love that 30 minutes of the day. I come up with all sorts of things during that time. I'm thinking about stuff from yesterday. I'm like, oh, I need to touch base with that client or I need to do this. It's like my mind is just firing as my body is like firing and it's most excited point of the day where it's really getting a workout. So is my mind at that time. I don't feel stagnant. And that was something during the first month. I was like, I feel so stagnant. You know, we're doing exactly what we're supposed to do, but I'm like, I don't know, other than eating a million delicious scones, I don't really feel that great. And this has truly, truly helped me. So I hope at least while we are all in self-isolation that this is something that can help you as well. So if you have any questions at all about this, uh, follow me on Instagram, reach out to me there. It's the best place to find me. And I'd love to hear what you see your pictures, tag me in them, you walking up your stairs, even if it's the first time and you've done one flight. I'd love, love, love to see it. We're all using the hashtag climb Mount Everest from home. You'll see a lots of great stories and pictures if you use that hashtag. But I so, so do hope that this helps you at home right now. And if there's anything that you guys need, if there's any specific topics that you're like, oh, Marla, talk about that, just reach out to me. Well, I'm going to go check on that little bird one more time. But until next time, I wish you the best on your wellness journey. You stay well. You've been listening to your wellness journey with Marla Barr. To continue your journey after the show, head over to MarlaBarr.com and follow Marla at Marla.Barr on Instagram and YouTube. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. 
Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.